Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are creating the new norm by sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who have followed their dreams and made them a reality. This podcast will inspire you with the stories of real business owners and give you actionable advice to start building whatever this means for you. I'm your host, Emily Aborn. Welcome back to another episode of the She Built This podcast. I want to bring up the elephant in the room, which is the fact that the intro is elevator music. And when I originally chose it, I was thinking like you're on this rise to the top as an entrepreneur, but really it feels like you're stuck in an elevator with this weird music playing. So I got it and thought it was hilarious, but I think only one person likes it. That would be me. Uh, no, there's one other person then. Oh, okay, okay, so, so two, two people like it. Three, counting you. <laughs> so I'm thinking about changing the music. If you do like it, you're going to want to make sure that you put the beginning on a loop and just listen to it over and over and over again to get your fill because I think there's only going to be about three more episodes of that music. I'll miss it. And I also want to address the other elephant in the room, which is you, Mike. Really? A lot of you people, noticed I gained a little weight. Well, <laughs> I don't know how your weekend was, but your waistline is showing. It. <laughs> um, a lot of people have asked me who you are and what you do. So I think to intro today's show, you should take two seconds and tell us all what you do. Um, well, I'm doing what I'm doing. You okay, know, that's I, not I'm, helpful I'm, to the audience <laughs> at all. No, I'm an audio engineer. I've been doing it for like 40 years, and I produce shows and podcasts and music and do live sound and. You know, I thought we were going to keep me anonymous. I, that was a shtick. No, you know? no, no. I think no. we better just let the cat out of the bag. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Mike is my producer and editor, and I am very grateful that he has also agreed to be my co-host on the show. Yeah. Super fun. All right. Enough of that housekeeping, yeah. Yeah. boring elevator music. <laughs> Mike, have you ever had a roommate? Um, yeah, I have one right now. My wife. Oh, yeah. Well, that doesn't count. Have you ever had a, an, you know, like a... Sure. A yeah. bro? Yeah. A bro. Yeah. I have had so many roommates, and honestly, I feel like they are the worst. They can be tough. Yeah. It's hard to dwell with someone, though. I've had so many apartments with people. I've shared houses with people. It's like, you know, I spent half my life as an insomniac. I locked myself in my own room because it was the only room I actually liked. Um, I couldn't figure things out in my life. The space was never really right for me. It was too chaotic. It wasn't me, you know. It's just, thank God, now I have only one roommate, and that's my husband, but today's guest is going to tell us that I'm not actually crazy. You sound a little crazy no, this morning, though. She's going to reassure me that I'm not because <laughs> okay, this is good. actual science. We're going to be talking to Deneen Sandville today, owner of Deneen Designs, and hearing about how our home base and launch pad plays a huge role in our development, both as in our personal development as well as our businesses. So I'm going to read Deneen's bio. Deneen has had over 35 years of experience and has built a reputation as one of Merrimack Valley's leading interior consultants in the kitchen, bath, and interior design industry. She is a problem solver. She creates unique solutions while providing access to resources that you can't get elsewhere. And she steps in as the trusted partner through the remodeling process with her clients and works by their side to personalize and customize one of their most precious assets, their home. 
Everyone who has benefited from her approach calls her work life-changing, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. And in addition to being an award-winning designer, she's an avid public speaker, philanthropist, wife, and mother. She lives in Dunstable, Mass., so we're going to get some nice Mass accent, with her husband of 23 years and her two sons. Welcome to the She Built This podcast, Deneen. Thanks, Emily, for having me today. Thank you so much for being here. So I want to get right into it and hear your story um, about how you got started. Sure. Well, I kind of got started um, a little bit of sideways, so to speak. My family had a plumbing, heating, and remodeling business, and uh, it was kind of expected for me to step in someday and fill those shoes, but I'm a bit of a rebel, and I was like, nope, not going to do that, going down a different path. Well, the path that I took was into business management and accounting, which after I really got into it, I it bored me to tears. <laughs> oh, you don't love QuickBooks? No, not at all. <laughs> so I kind of said, okay, this isn't my path. Let's try the family business. And so my family business was doing a lot of remodeling and my dad and my brother were doing the design work. And needless to say, they really weren't doing a very good job. <laughs> um, so, and, you know, I've always been an artistic person. I was always one of those kids who was rearranging their room and drawing and painting. And I said, you know what, maybe this is my path. This is the path for me. So that was kind of the start and the little nudge that I got from the universe to say, hey, you might want to go down this road. And um, the rest is kind of history 35 plus years later. <laughs> wow. So what were the actual, I guess, what was the actual step for you opening your business? Like, what was your aha moment? I need to start Deneen Designs. Well, um, it kind of happened by default. I had worked for my family business for a lot of years. We were very successful. We opened a showroom and I worked in that for probably about 10 to 15 years. But life happened and I got married and I had kids and I um, I was schlepping my kids back and forth to the showroom. And when they got to be school age, I said, you know what? It's time for me to hang this up and open my own business, hang out my own shingle, so to speak. And that was the aha moment that said, I need to do this for me. And so I took the leap and the rest is history. Were you nervous? Yes and no. So yes, because um, I was stepping away from something that was very established. But no, because I... I had a lot of confidence in myself. I had a business management background, so I said, okay, I can I can do this. Um, I also had developed a lot of connections. Throughout the years that I was working for the family business, I had developed a lot of connections with vendors and with contractors, and I had run basically the company business. And so it was, yes, it's scary. Sounds it's always scary. like a scary. natural fit, though. Yeah, you absolutely. It's like an easy transition. Yeah, it's always scary. When so you how did you find that first client? Wow. And who were, I guess you don't have to say their name, but who were they? I think one of my first clients was actually one of the moms from my, one of my son's best friends from school. And they kind of knew me and they just decided to give me a shot. And um, she's become one of my best clients and we've gone through her entire house multiple times. <laughs> I always say that you can be networking pretty much anywhere you go, like at the gas station when you're, you sure. know, I mean, I don't go to Dunkin' Donuts, but if I did go to Dunkin' Donuts, I'd network there every day. You know, it's every single interaction you make basically is an opportunity to impact someone. Um, okay, so let's talk about some of your work. Why would my home affect the way that I feel and affect my day? 
Well, you have to think that our home is a place we come back to every day. It's the place we start our day from. So if it's not a space that that rejuvenates you, that fills you up, that makes you feel comforted, that makes you feel inspired, then you're really not going to start your day and be your best self. And, you know, our homes are um, affect us energetically. They're full of energy. And whether it's positive energy or negative energy, that's kind of what we carry through to our day and every day. So if you're in a home that is filled with positive things and makes you feel positive and makes you feel inspired, then you're only going to be a better person for it. Do you think most homes have too many things in them? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I noticed that going to other people's houses. It's like, what? You know? Do you know I make it my mission to throw something away like every single week from my home? I I mean, we have things that I'm just like, I don't even know where that came from. And I don't want to dust it again. Absolutely. I think we as a society of like, we have so much stuff. And I think that's the thing I see when I go into people's homes the most, and they're apologizing for it. Like, Oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry about this. or sorry about that. But it's like, we accumulate all these things. But after a while, it just becomes stuff. Right. So give me some examples of what some positive things versus or you know, what some things would affect us positively versus what might affect us negatively. Well, you absolutely said it. My clutter is one thing that absolutely affects us. Um, clutter is is definitely what I would consider negative energy for sure. Um, positive things, keeping your home, keeping your home clean. I know it sounds weird, but honestly, you know, keeping your house clean, keeping it uncluttered, um, surrounding yourself with things and not just stuff, but things that have meaning and memory. And every time you see them, they, they make you feel good. Those are some things that definitely um, are positive, that affect us positively. Absolutely. Right. Like even artwork and photos that inspire you and things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about um, Feng Shui and how you might how it might affect a business owner in particular. Sure. Um, so feng shui is an ancient Chinese, um, it's, it's, it's been around for a very long time. I thought it was a restaurant. Yeah. Well, there is. There's a couple <laughs> of good ones locally, actually. <laughs> it's an ancient Chinese art that actually blends um, energy and placement. And so how does it affect a business owner? There's actually been studies done that have shown that if... Um, energetically, if we're not in the right space from a perspective of where our desk is positioned and how, um, what we have in our office, there's things that can drain our energy. So they think about me, I'm a very creative person and I've taken a lot of, um, effort to arrange my office appropriately. So my desk is in a proper position so that I have things that I see that inspire me, that there's plants in the room that give off positive energy. We've tried to cut down on a lot of the, the EMFs, the electromagnetic frequencies that get put into the room. Uh, so some of those things really have an effect on you. Even the color in the room has an effect on you when you're working. It became, may help you can become more creative, more productive in your workday. My office is purple. What does that mean? Wow. You're um, into prints? Yeah, well, purple's the color of royalty. Ah, yes. <laughs> so you she's can, the princess. You may now address me, uh, address me as Queen Emily. <laughs> um, which way should your desk be facing... Well, or how should you position your desk, I guess? Well, that if I'm curious you about. can have, don't have your back to the door, that's a big thing for I sure. I have to. I know. With yeah, what see, you do. I'm kind of locked down the way this room is set up. 
You know, I what know. I mean? you're sort of kitty cornered. Yeah, there. a little bit. But you have a chair that can kind of swivel, yeah. so you're yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, but usually, you want to position yourself. They call it putting yourself in the power position of the room, right? You're in command of the room. You can see the entire room. If you have, if you have a good view, position yourself so you can see the view, so, so you can see the door. If you absolutely have to have your back to the door, then position a mirror somewhere that you can actually see the door when you're sitting at your desk. This is great. I actually just moved my desk. I did did have a nice view, but at the same time, my back was to the door um, and I just moved it. And I feel like the whole room is just so much better from just that one simple little tweak. The other thing I need to do is take that calendar off of my wall so I'm not staring at a busy schedule every single day. That is not a good way to start your day. <laughs> well, I have to say, though, if that's place appropriately in the room if it's placed in the the fame in the career area of your room then that's a good thing and especially if it's busy then oh, that yeah. means you're going to be just getting more and more work that's all all right talk to me about where it needs to be for that then <laughs> well that might take a whole other podcast um and that's in relation to the bagua which is a chinese map of how you position how your house is positioned and things within your home so you might have to have me back to talk about that again sounds like a deal <laughs> Um, okay, so I must say that you are definitely one of the most positive people I know. And you're not just positive, but when you're around, I think you help other people feel better. So what are some of the tips that and tricks that you use to keep yourself in a positive place every day? Wow. Okay. Um, well, I have to say it's definitely curated over a lot of years <laughs> to get here for sure. Um, some of my habits or some of my daily routines that keep me super positive exercise for sure there's no question uh, meditation every day I start my I have a routine that I start my day with journaling definitely helps um, I I definitely I don't sweat the small stuff life is too short um, I really I really have just a I have a positive attitude and outlook on everything. I know my kid, it drives my kids crazy. It really does. They're like, mom, you're just way too positive. That's the way my wife is too. It's <laughs> like, can't you be a little bit depressed like I am in the morning? Come on. It's so much more fun and annoying to people to be positive though. <laughs> is that what it is? I find. Yeah, I'm definitely the glass, uh, the glass half full person for sure. Um, so what do you use for meditation? Well, I kind of have, I have a mantra that I repeat. Sometimes I listen to just kind of some music in the background. It really just depends on what, what works in the day. I like that. I use a um, app by Sam Harris called the Waking Up app, but it's always the same. And I want to start trying other things because first of all, it's a guided meditation, which is as a meditator, kind of the easy way to go. Um, so I might like to try some with music and free writing and things like that. But yeah, it's it it's whatever works for you, I feel. Do you meditate, Mike? I do. I meditate to our intro music that's oh. on this podcast. <laughs> I imagine that's where a lot of people get their meditation for the day in. Is you know, being on an elevator is very meditative. I hate elevators. So. Okay, so you don't like the music. I no. I see I don't picture an elevator with that. I don't know. It, to me it's more of a department store. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Still rising to the top. <laughs> yeah. Lingerie, floor number six. <laughs> All right. Um, what other tools do you have in place if you feel like you're, let's, for example, if your mindset is getting tripped up or if you are feeling stuck, how do you get out of a rut? Even when things are going well, 
we can still get in a rut. Oh, absolutely. So um, I have something that reminds me to be positive. I wear a bracelet um, that one of my coaches, we was kind of something we set up a while ago, just kind of um, a physical reminder, so to speak. It's something that I can actually put essential oils into. And it's kind of more that physical reminder. It's like, have you ever heard about somebody putting an elastic band on their hand and on their arm and snapping it when, you know, just to kind of bring you out of something? Well, this, this is my elastic band. It's definitely something that helps me when I get into um, that kind of, I feel myself spiraling down a little bit. Um, but another thing that really helps is just walking away and getting out into nature, even if it's for five minutes, just sitting in the sun, taking a walk, doing something just to have that shift that makes such a big clear the head absolutely absolutely yeah i would agree all right tell us some of the psychology behind color um what colors should we be choosing like for example if we want to accomplish xyz well, so every color definitely has psychology behind it. There's no question. So think about um, a lot of schools are painted yellow. So yellow is a very cheery color. It's great for learning. Um, orange, you see a lot of that in restaurants. That's good for sociability. It's good for app for increasing an appetite. If you want to lose weight, paint your kitchen blue because blue is definitely an appetite suppressant. Um, but blue is also a very calming color. So you see, in, as well as green is a color that is known for healing and for also being peaceful and serene. Think about all the spas that are painted green, and, and hospitals have a lot of green in them as well. Um, white red? Red, oh, so, okay, so red That's is definitely, color. it's a power color, there's yeah. no question. Like if you see, you know, the red power suit, definitely. Um, how you dress can in a certain color can definitely, you know, put off um, whatever you're, you're wanting to project for that day. But red's definitely an aggressive color. So you find yourself, um, e- even though they say it's the color of a more, it, it definitely raises our heartbeat. It's been proven to raise our heartbeat and our blood pressure. And it also um, can also make us a little bit angry if you're in a red room for way too long. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. My whole house is white, except we have a lot of green plants. So I'm going to go with that it's serene. Yeah. White is definitely the color of it's peaceful, it's serene, Um pristine. You know, there's a lot of things that can go with white, but white's a great backdrop. I have a lot of clients who have some beautiful art and it's the perfect backdrop for yeah. art. It really is. Contrast. Yeah. Yeah. My husband is a house painter and interior and exterior, Jason Aborn, 603. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, when we first bought our house, I made him, I picked out the color palette and I picked like a yellow and a blue and we painted the whole thing. And then a year later, I was like, I hate it all. So we went to all neutral creams, whites, you know. So yeah, I think colors can be trendy too. You know what I mean? Like you see, you know, everyone yeah. do. Yeah. Everything's gray these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to avoid that, but I didn't want to live in a Crayola crayon box, which we were previously. Actually, so. they, they said that, um, I was reading a thing about that and they said that's what they paint most of the walls in museums because it's good to display art against, mm-hmm. you know, like a light gray. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the science is behind that, but there you go. I'm just hoping, I mean, I love gray. It's a neutral. Yeah. Gray, beige, white. Yeah, you know, they're all neutrals. Um, I think we've gone a little gray overboard. Because uh, in, in, I love, yeah, I think yeah. it's very trendy. I love color. Um, I think a great way for someone, if you want to bring color into your home, but you don't want to have the crayon box, is is pick a strip on, on a color 
paint palette and just vary the colors throughout but be subtle without it and then it really makes the colors flow and it's a little bit more serene than having one room yellow one one room blue one room green and things like that don't you think that your house sort of determines how what color you should paint it like my house looked so weird like bright colors at the inside because it's like a country old country house you know what i mean so we go with white on it i don't know I think yes and no. I think it's the personality of the individual who lives yeah. in there. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm doing a big remodeling project for a log home on a lake up in New Hampshire. And homes. the exterior of the house is log and the interior is going to be extremely contemporary. You're going to walk in and be like, whoa, it's it's such a dichotomy. Huh. Yeah. But it's what the individual wanted. It's what my client wanted. And it's like, I really think your home should reflect who you are. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's the whole point of this is when we are coming from our homes that are reflective of who we are, we're able to be more productive and more true and authentic in ourselves. And that's better for everybody. Do you do businesses too? Yeah, I do small, I do probably small commercial work. I don't do larger commercial work. I've done hair salons. I've done doctor's offices, small cafes and things like that. What would you do with this room? I don't know. I think I like the purple soundproofing in here. It's yeah. pretty cool. See, m- most of the, the stuff I have to do in this building is functional. Yeah. Like if you look at the walls and there, they're all different. They're all angled, you know, they have to be by design, you know, sonically. Yeah. So it's more about the, but it's very the function cool. over the form, I guess. And the texture you know? that you have going on here. And oh. Oh, I think you've done a great job. Oh, thanks. So what would I do if I had no idea what my style was? Well, um, you could go on my website. We got a style quiz that we're going to be launching really soon, and it will really help you figure out your style. Um, it's kind of fun. It's something that we've created to help you figure out your style. It's kind of a, especially if you really have no clue, if at the end of this, you should really know what your style is because you'll get um, you'll get some information at the end and then you'll get to see all the different styles and it kind of talks about who you are and what your style could be and the elements and things like that. So I think it'll, it's really fun. If somebody wants to check it out. That sounds fun. Mike, you should take that. I'm gonna. Yeah, you definitely yeah. need that. Then you can decide whether or not you want to change these panels from purple. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think that learning about what our style is, is going to help us as people? I think so. I mean, it definitely will help you maybe figure out what it is that that's lacking in your home. Something that maybe you never knew it might help your wardrobe a little bit. You never know with that too. Um, you definitely need to take that <laughs> quiz, Mike. What, you don't like my run DMC shirt. Come on. It's too red. <laughs> And you might find that you have two different styles. And in, and if you're one of many, you're eclectic, and that's okay. That's a style, too. There's something for everyone. What has been one of the biggest challenges that you faced in your business, and how have you overcome it? Wow. Okay. So um, I've been in business for 18 years now, and I thought I wanted to go down a certain path. You know, I think as business owners, we think, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go down this particular path and I'm going to go as far as I can down this path and this is the way I'm going to go. Well, I started out in this industry many years ago working for my dad doing kitchen and bath design and remodeling. And I went away from that um, because it seemed like a natural progression to go into interior design. But I found that interior design for me 
it had to be more than the space just looking pretty. It had to feel good. It had to feel right. And that kind of came out of also my own experience when I moved into my first home, which is this vintage 70s fixer-upper. It had like dark wood paneling and it had loud wallpaper and shag carpets and all this crazy stuff. And when I was in that house, it was literally sucking the life out of me. It was horrible. So that kind of said to me, okay, there's got to be more. And that pushed me down the road to feng shui. So I have tried to bill myself as a holistic designer, but what I found is I don't think the world is quite ready for that (laughs) or they don't get it. So I basically said, well, okay, these are tools in my toolbox. These are the things that I use every day in my business, but maybe I don't necessarily need to market myself that way. Maybe I just need to market myself as an expert in something. And I had to search really far and deep to say, okay, what is it I'm really, really good at? What is it that that I've won awards at? What is it that really lights me up every day when I go to work, right? And what I found is I love kitchen and bath design. I love our interior architectural design, taking a space and completely transforming it, not just the colors and the fabrics and the furniture, but really looking at it from a spatial perspective, from an architectural perspective, and working to transform that space to make the home truly what it can be. Because we live in New England, and a lot of the houses, at least the older houses, are really cool. But a lot of the newer houses that are being built these days don't have any character. Yeah, they're so cookie cutter. Yeah, they really are. It was. It's really important that in, in business, I mean, you've been in business for 18 years, but you were able to see, okay, the way I'm marketing myself is not working. And then you were able to shift and pivot and go the way that it was working. Yeah. I, that's valuable. And it's been a great, it's, it was a smart decision. Um, and it's so far it's working. Can't complain. <laughs> so now 18 years in, what challenges do you still face? Because I think a lot of times we think, okay, I'm going to get through all these hurdles and then everything is just going to be rosy, rosy. (laughs) There's always challenges. And I think the challenge that I'm facing right now is growing pains. It really is. And especially we're in a booming market right now for renovation and remodeling and um, experiencing the growing pains of not enough staff and too much work. (laughs) But I've got a great staff who That's does... That's a good problem to have. Yeah, it, it's a great problem to have. Yeah. Absolutely, as I am so grateful every day for the work that I have. Um, but it is challenging because when you're a business owner, you're always on. And it is truly finding the balance between... I could work 24-7 if I wanted to. But you know what? If I'm not taking care of myself, I'm not taking care of my clients. So it really is finding the balance and setting the boundaries that you need to set. Sounds like a fun business, though. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because you're selling people your taste too, which is... Yes and no. It's definitely... You can recommend, right? I I can recommend. It's funny, Mike, because... I have always had clients, I've had clients interview me and say, well, what's your style? And I said, well, I know what my personal style is in my home, but that's not your style. But some designers have a very distinctive style that people hire them just for their style. Sure. That's not necessarily me. I like to create a beautiful space for whatever my client wants. It's good to be flexible. Yeah. 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 It's about them. Yeah. It is about about them. their story. Yeah. Um, Okay. I'm just going to wrap it up with a last question. What is your favorite thing about your life? Wow. Um, I think my favorite thing is that I get to be my own boss. I get to be the master of my destiny. Um, 
I, the coolest thing about my job is that I get to meet amazing people, transform their homes, and I get to go shopping and spend their money. It's fabulous. That does sound fun. <laughs> it does. No, I'm very grateful. I have, I've got a great life. I've got a wonderful husband, two beautiful boys, and a wonderful dog, and life's good. I'm a positive gal. What can I say? She's got it going on. And I think even if you do, you know, like you said, you could work 24-7, but it's like when you're working, when it's not nine to five, quote unquote, you're choosing because you get to be in the driver's seat of your life. Absolutely. As an entrepreneur. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And you're going to have to tell us how we can find you online. Absolutely. You can find me at denindesigns.com. That's D-E-N-Y-N-E, designs, plural, dot com. Um, You can find us there. You can reach me, email me at info at Designs. Or you can give us a call at 978-846-3046. There you go. Thank you. And thanks so much for being a part of our show. You're welcome. Thank you, Emily. Have a great day. Thank you, Mike. For more information on the She Built This podcast, you can check us out online at www.shebuiltthis.org. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.